This is a Glendale Library Arts and Culture program created for and featuring teens, edited and hosted by the teen library staff. This episode is part of Glendale Library Arts and Cultures and the Southern California Library Cooperative's Be the Change series, which focuses on inclusion, diversity, equity, and anti-racism. Be the Change events will build collective understanding of systematic racism, elevate the voices and stories of Black, Indigenous, and people of color, and inspire our community to be the change. As part of Native American Heritage Month in early November, Glendale Library Arts and Culture will host various programs. On November 30th at 6.30 p.m., author David Heska Wanville Wyden will discuss his new novel, Winter Counts. Register for the event at www.glac.info backslash be the change. Hi everyone, it's Melissa. And Desiree. Welcome to the guest episode of Teen Gen Talks. Today's guest attended the Denver School of Arts studying dance, music, and acting. In 2014, she graduated from California Institute of the Arts with her Bachelor's of Fine Arts in Dance and Choreography. She is a creative director, choreographer, dancer, singer, actress, crafter, painter, set designer, and likes to use all of these avenues to express herself, as well as the many artistic hats she wears. She is an environmental and indigenous activist based in LA, who is a part of the International Indigenous Youth Council. Alexis teaches dance and Pilates to ages 2 to 80-year-olds and takes pride helping people find their strength and artistic way to express themselves through dance and movement. Grab a snack and drink, and let's welcome Alexis Sainz to Teen Gen Talks. Yay! Thank you, Alexis, for taking the time out of your day to talk with us. We have a lot to discuss. Awesome, yes, thank you for having me. So to start off, I wanna ask, how did you fall in love with dancing and the arts in general? Yeah, for me, I, when, since I was little and since I could walk, I was just always moving, my mom said. Like, that was, like, me. I, I My mom also was a dancer, though, and she grew up or she had her own dance studio. So my sister and I kind of grew up living in the dance studio. So it was just kind of natural for us. Um, but I, as soon as I could walk and I showed interest in dance, they put me in classes. I think I was a lot younger than the rest of the kids, but I, you know, I showed that like interest and just loved moving. So I think it's just always been inside of me. Like I've always just really enjoyed dancing. And I think for me, it's been more of a therapeutic thing. It's like an outlet for me. It's it's a way that I can uh, let go and release and express myself. And, you know, over the past few years, it's definitely been like a journey for me to uh, like all the different ways, like with going to school for dance and then like, you know, uh, having those moments where I don't get to dance as much. And like, you know, it's definitely just been a crazy journey with it. But I think no matter what, movement will always be a part of my life. Dancing will always be a part of my life because it's just, it's natural. It's who I am. It's like you hear that beat and you're just like, whether it's bobbing your head or tapping your toe or like doing a full routine, like it's something that I feel like is so embedded in me that I, I don't know, it's just who I am. You graduated from California Institute of the Arts with your Bachelor of Fine Arts in Dance and Choreography. 
What has been one of your favorite dances that you have choreographed? Yeah, um, my favorite dance that I've choreographed, I would say would have to be the piece I did called Bereavement. Um, that's one of my favorite pieces. Bereavement means like a very intense like feeling that you have of, of from a loss from someone. Um, and for me, back in 2014, one of my friends that I met at CalArts, one of my best friends, his name was Jose Estrada Jr. He passed away in 2014. Um, and it was a really hard death for me. And um, I created this piece and I actually ended up recreating it like for years. So it, I mean, that happened in 2014 and I've created it into, first it was a solo, then I made it into a group piece, then I made it into half a solo, half a group piece. And then now I'm gonna revamp it actually and create it into a solo for one of my students. So it's been like, I love pieces like that where you get to constantly continue to explore um, and like access that piece of art or choreography in different time frames because you, you, it grows, right? It grows with you. Yeah. Um, so that piece I feel like has definitely grown so much over the years, but I think it was such a detrimental piece to my growth not only as a choreographer and dancer but as a person as well do you remember the first dance performance that you ever did oh <laughs> I don't know if I remember the first because I mean I was probably like two and like it was some dance recital or something <laughs> so I don't know if I necessarily remember that but I do remember my first like solo for competition and I did a Janet Jackson piece. Like I, my mom let me uh, work with um, one of the dance teachers. Her name is Teresa. And I was like, I, like I already had it all planned. <laughs> I was like, so I want to dance to Janet Jackson. I'm like six or seven or eight or something. <laughs> Janet Jackson, I want my costume to be all purple. And I wanted to say Janet on the back. Like I already had the thing. Like even though she's the choreographer, like I already had it all planned out. <laughs> We're doing, you know, I, I feel like I've always been like that, honestly. But uh yeah I remember my first time performing that on stage and I just was like living my best life <laughs> I think there was three different Janet songs remixed together and I was just going full out and just like having the best time I loved it <laughs> do you have a favorite project um that you've done through dance yeah I think um I've done a lot of dance for camera films and um, uh, to this date, I have a lot of those films up on YouTube or Vimeo. My biggest project, The Process of Remembering, which took a year to create, I feel like it's such a huge piece of me and who I am that, you know, that's always been one of my favorites. It's up on my Vimeo specifically because it's a lot longer than the rest of the pieces that I've done. But I also really enjoy one of the most recent pieces I did it back in December, which was called Doomed. And that piece I filmed when I was traveling overseas. I went to Trinidad and Tobago 
and it was I it was like in the ocean and I was like moving with the waves and it was very much more so uh emotional and very healing for me like you can't tell in the film but because the water was everywhere but I was like <laughs> crying half the time <laughs> like it was so beautiful so I feel like it's definitely a tie between those two uh, pieces that I've done the process of remembering and doomed yeah so you also teach dance and Pilates as well what led you to want to teach yeah I when well when I was younger I think because you know my mom's a teacher I just naturally just being in her classes and like watching her teach all the time like I naturally had that kind of leadership quality that teachers have or have to have you know and for me, it just is something that comes so natural that because of that. So I definitely um, started teaching at a young age when I was in high school. I did started teaching for after school programs in Colorado because that's where I, I'm originally from. And then I started with Pilates uh, because in high school, the competition studio I ended up going to, um, my mom lost her studio and back in like 2004 or 2005 and so we went to a different dance studio for the rest of my high school and it was very heavily competition based and they required you if you were on company to take Pilates to keep up with your health and so I did that and then when I went to college I took it every semester um, <laughs> even if I didn't get credit and my one of my mentors in college was one of the Pilates instructors, and they asked, like, why don't you do this as a, like, second career and to kind of help support you while you're doing your dance stuff? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. And so I got Pilates certified my last year in college while I was uh, going finishing out school and just started teaching right after that and have been teaching Pilates ever since. And I've always wanted to do the same thing that my first Pilates instructor, Miss Luba, did for us, for our competition team, like working with our competition team to keep us up to date. So I've always wanted to do that out here. And three years ago, I found a studio that was new. It's called Elements Dance Space in Pasadena, actually. Um, and I have been teaching there, and I have been their competition team's Pilates instructor for the past. This will be the fourth year. So that was definitely a dream come true. <laughs> um, but that's kind of how I got into specifically teaching dance and Pilates. You are part of the International Indigenous Youth Council. Can you talk a little bit more about what that is and how you got involved with them? Yeah, so the International Indigenous Youth Council was started in opposition to the Dakota Access Pipeline during the Standing Rock Movement. It was founded by Femme, Two-Spirit, Queer, Indigenous Youth, and they really were the forefront of that movement out in Standing Rock. And uh, they were out there, one of my uh, siblings, Tomas Lopez, they were one of those founding members. And once uh, Standing Rock was over and everyone went back to their home states, we wanted to continue that fire that they started there at Standing Rock. And so we started working with our communities to bring that passion that they had at Standing Rock that, you know, 
for Indigenous land sovereignty and and the climate justice movement. But obviously, we can't talk about climate justice without social justice, right? So kind of focusing on those uh, three things, and we even focus on more than that, like LGBTQ, two-spirit rights, uh, missing, murdered Indigenous women, you know, it, that that is just like the start of it, right? The climate justice movement and... So we just took that back and we wanted to start teaching and starting to engage the leaders of tomorrow. And, you know, we're called the International Indigenous Youth Council because Indigenous folks are not just, you know, here in Turtle Island, which is so-called the United States, that, you know, we have Indigenous folks from all over the world. So that's why we call ourselves the International Indigenous Youth Council and we really accept people from all different types of indigenous backgrounds. And we're really just trying to bring that work into our community of bringing the youth into this movement, creating leaders of tomorrow and bringing back our indigenous way of life into these movements and creating a safe space for youth to start to lead some of these actions and some of these things that adults are doing or white-led organizations are doing. So I think it's really beautiful how the Youth Council has grown in the last few years. I think right after Standing Rock in 2017, we received the RFK uh, Human Rights Award and since then have just been like speaking on a bunch of different panels. We have chapters all across Turtle Island, Los Angeles here. San Diego, uh, Texas, Chicago, Colorado, South Dakota, Washington, D.C., Twin Cities in Minnesota. Yeah, literally just New Mexico all over. So it's really great to see us, you know, getting involved in our communities, doing nonviolent direct action trainings, doing rallies and strikes, raising awareness, and just really trying to make the world a better place through how how we know the world to be. You mentioned this briefly, your short film called The Process of Remembering. Can you talk a little bit more about it and the inspiration behind it? Yeah, so for The Process of Remembering, I was going through a really rough time, actually. And one of the International Indigenous Youth Council's programs, actually, called Mi Vida Su Vida, which is kind of a direct educational program around mind, body, spirit. And I ended up taking this program so that way we can take it back to our communities and teach it. And during that program, I really just like had so many emotions and feelings come up for me. Like it, that program changed my life. And just like learning all about belief systems and you know, how to heal and what does that look like, how society plays into like our belief systems and things and intergenerational trauma and family stuff and history and all these things, right? And from that program, there was a lot of exercises that helped me dig deeper. And when we got to the part about identity, I just broke down. I like, I feel like for me, I'm a mixed person, biracial. My mom is white. My dad is Latinx, indigenous. And 
I've always been told from outside people like what I am or who I am and it's always been very difficult for me I feel like there's this you know dualities that I constantly am living in and I just remember breaking down and one of my friends from the youth council Marilyn was just like you know I'm going to tell you something a wise indigenous elder once told me which was before we are born we know who our creator is where we come from and who we are and once we're born into this life we forget all of that and our entire process of life is remembering who our creator is where we come from and who we are and that just completely changed my life. And, you know, when I came back to Los Angeles, I felt like I was really kind of went into like this state of just like depression and I, I needed to pull myself out of it. So I actually started doing yoga as my friend suggested. And I, the first night I went there, I laid on the mat and I just like closed my eyes and I literally had this vision of like, like a film, like my mind kind of works like a film. And I had created other smaller films before this one, but I just saw flashes of a film. And the song that was playing was like a song about self love. And I just started crying. I was like, I think I'm going to do like an entire project or piece on self love and identity as a mixed race indigenous woman. And like my journey and like, this would be like little vignettes of to make like one bigger film. And this is just one journey or one process to remembering who I am. Um, and so there could obviously is going to be a lot of other processes and other journeys that are also going to lead me to that. But this was just one of many. And that's kind of how <laughs> it came to be. And it grew <laughs> like <laughs> so much from it. There's so many other things that came out of it so yeah that but that's the long <laughs> of how it started no that's really beautiful yeah thank you for sharing you are also an environmental and indigenous activist do you incorporate activism in your dancing absolutely I feel like you know one thing that I was taught was that our existence is our resistance and you know I feel like every time I embrace all sides of me I embrace you know the like that duality that I talk about in terms of race or or ethnicity nationality identity when I embrace that dark and light when I embrace you know all these different things that uh, I bring up I feel like that is a part of that because they don't want you to be yourselves they want you to lose who you are and I feel like me embracing those different parts of myself and a lot of my work being around identity um it really yeah a hundred percent my work definitely has activism inside of it even down to like uh I did a piece a few years back that was all women and it was about embracing each other as women instead of having that um, clash that people tend to talk about a lot and just like being able to embrace each other as women, even that I feel like had to do a lot with like, just, you know, what we talk about a lot in the in our women's circles that we have across the, um, the globe, really, about like women's rights and women helping other women, right? 
Um, so yeah, very much so. I feel like there's a lot of underlying um, activism in within all the work that I do. So there's so many styles of dance um, dances, but what's your favorite style of dance? Ooh, <laughs> I definitely because of my upbringing, gear more and feel more comfortable in the side of contemporary dance. I was brought up very um, technical, so like taking, lucky enough to do so many different styles, very privileged in that sense of being able to learn a lot of different styles growing up. And I feel like, you know, contemporary is where I can mix things all together and nowadays a lot of people are like mixing and molding styles and stuff like that but um and I'm currently like working on a bunch of other different styles that I didn't I mean I might have done a few classes growing up but didn't really dive into so but I would definitely have to say comfortability wise and like my go-to is definitely (laughs) contemporary yeah yeah which dancers or choreographers do you look for inspiration? There's so many. It's so hard. Um, let's see. I really love Philip Cheeb. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's incredible. And the work he produces is absolutely stunning. Um, Batsheva Dance Company um, from the Middle East. They are so... Like, they're incredible. Actually, they might be from Europe. Uh, Sorry if I got that wrong. But I I used to be obsessed with them. I used to, like, constantly watch all of their stuff, their contemporary dance company. I My sister definitely is one of my favorite choreographers. I just, you know, maybe I'm biased. But, no, I really love – she's, like, been a huge inspiration to me as a choreographer – um, so definitely she is one of my favorites. Um, I'll just leave it with those three. <laughs> with those three, but those three, like if you look them up, mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is a piece of advice for anyone that wants to become a dancer? Yeah, I would just really just have them explore their own bodies, um, to really just I think in the dance industry, there's a lot of stigma around just like bodies in general. And I think that, you know, the biggest thing that I didn't learn till like later is like, and especially when you're like learning more technical stuff, you're very much focused on like making sure you're right and correct and everything. And I've fallen in love and have been introduced to like freestyle in hip-hop culture and it's it's just a whole different world it's it's beautiful they're just so free and know who they are and you and through movement you know and you know I remember going to my first battle a few years ago like real battle and I was just like I feel like my whole life has been a lie. <laughs> like <laughs> it was for real though I did because like the way they move their bodies and even though it's like specific styles like popping house like all of those things like they still have that that uniqueness that they can bring to it and collapse and or make it into whatever 
you know, their story is. And I just like have so much respect for, for freestyle dancers. And um, I have been on my own journey in terms of uh, freestyling and just like really trying to learn and, and take in before I like try to like do it. And it's, it's really, um, I think detrimental for people just starting out to like really start to understand your body, understand your voice, you know, listen to a bunch of different music and see how your body feels and wants to move to it. I think is like the most important thing and how you connect to dance first. And then you can move into like classes and trying to get better with like training your technique and stuff like that. Cause that stuff comes right I think it's most important to have that connection to dance first and foremost. So that would be my advice. What can non-Native people do this November as a way to honor Indigenous people for Native American Heritage Month? Oh my gosh, there's so many things. Uh, Follow Indigenous uh, Instagrams, um, organizations, uh, repost and share those things like if you know any uh, indigenous folks, like uplift their voice, uh, post about what they're doing and the work that they're doing. Cause a lot of indigenous folks are doing this work and, um, and activism and decolonizing and supporting indigenous brands. You can buy, there's so many indigenous clothing brands, uh, native jewelry that you can buy to support that artist you know, um, I think is super important, you know, donating to indigenous folks, you know, just uh, sharing their stories, I think is like the most important. So before we end, we have some rapid fire questions to ask. Um, The first question is, what is your favorite color? Ooh, purple. What is something you have been proud to say that you have accomplished? Uh, The process of remembering to her. What is some advice that you wish you would have known when you were younger? Don't listen to anyone else. Listen to your heart and listen to your gut and your intuition. Don't let other people's projections of the world and how they see the world get in your way of doing what you want to do, of being who you want to be, of any of that. That I wish like someone would have taught me that earlier. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Naive. <laughs> loud and for uh loving um what does success for you mean right now success for me right now is completing I feel like because a lot of times we have these ideas and we don't see them through and I think success is even in like the small things or the small projects or the small tasks so completing completing it completing the task completing the project is like that is success like in itself and we need to be able to reward ourselves for that stuff because then when the bigger work comes we'll be able to see it through and finish it because we can you know micro not micromanage but kind of like manage those little tiny tasks so I would say success is like completing who would you want to perform with I would love to perform with, I have like a few different people. I would love to perform with Janae uh, Aoki or like Kehlani or um, 
like obviously like Beyonce or J-Lo those are like you know the two or I just want to perform with like other black indigenous women of color and like work with women like in that way I feel like uh, would be an act but there is one person that is a male that I would love to work with which is Kendrick Lamar I just like he's been my favorite since day one but those are like the artists you asked for like seven it's fine that's okay yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um what is a book that you have read recently or are currently reading that you would recommend yes one that I just recently read was Conscious Loving. It is a prerequisite for anyone, you know, everyone has to read that book. And then right now I'm reading Braiding Sweetgrass. Um, and I definitely recommend those two just in terms of like understanding your connection to people and relationships for Conscious Loving and then understanding your connection and relationship with Mother Earth for Braiding Sweetgrass. Thank you so much, Alexis. We learned a lot about you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk with us. Can you let everyone at home know how, um, where they can connect with you and about any upcoming projects? Yeah, so you guys connect with me on Instagram at Lex with two X's, S-A-E-N-Z. So L-E-X-X-S-A-E-N-Z. I do not have a Twitter. Um, and I'm never really on Facebook. So really Instagram's the best way. But if you want to reach out to me, uh, through email. My email is lex period s-a-e-n-z 12 gmail.com. I love talking about art and things so if you have been inspired or you want to like talk more about these books or whatever I'm always my door is always open and you can also find the process of remembering at the process of remembering.com and there's a lot of stuff on the website that you can connect with. I also have YouTube, which is just LexSigns12, L-E-X-S-A-E-N-Z 12. Um, and all my, most of my video projects and most recent ones are up on that. So yeah, that's how you can connect with me. And I, right now I'm just working on just like small little short freestyle series, um, dancing like in different places at night throughout Los Angeles or wherever I will travel to in the future um, and just doing like more sw smaller projects like that. Um, I'm, I have a big projects in the works but it's probably going to be a project that's going to take a few years to fully come to fruition so follow <laughs> me, stay in t up to date with that stuff and yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. No, thank you so much thank for doing you. this. So I really much. enjoyed talking to you. And yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys.